Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily and my name is Matt Fearon. Today on the show, we're going to talk about making interest, earning interest on your crypto. That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Today is Thursday, February 4th, 2021. I don't know if anybody is paying attention to Michael Saylor, MicroStrategy, their online events. Well, they are blowing up yesterday. If you were on Clubhouse or any other digital platform, you could hear them talk. They're bringing new money new corporations new institutional investors into the crypto space michael just tweeted about 55 minutes ago this today we'll be interviewing 10 of the most influential leaders in the bitcoin marketplace live binance coinbase kraken uh grayscale gemini digital assets paxos galaxy digital and he also tweeted a little bit before that we had a surge of late registrations yesterday that maxed out our online event service provider for a while 20,653 official registered for hashtag world now with 5,556 joining our Bitcoin for corporations track. Wow, that is bullish. The real question is, is right, great. Everybody's going to go there to hear what everybody has to say, but are they going to put their money into Bitcoin? That is the question. But by looking at today's prices, it doesn't look like they did. Here are those prices. Here comes the money. And I'm recording this at 10, 11 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $36,894.92, up 1.2% from yesterday. Interesting. I almost feel like this is not good, even though we're up from yesterday. Because when I went to bed last night, we're around $38,000. Maybe a little bit shy of $38,000, but we were up there. Ethereum, $1,586.74, up 3.3%. Again, it was almost 1700 when I went to bed yesterday, and now we're at 1586. We're still up, but it makes, gives me a weird feeling like, hey, why aren't we at 17 or 18 or 19 by the time I wake up this morning? Litecoin, 145.75, down 2.5%. Chainlink, 23.58, down 5.4%. And XRP, 38.9 cents, up 4.8%. Total market cap for the whole space is $1.123 trillion, up 2.4%, with the BTC dominance of 61.6%. And going into our main conversation today, I welcome on Spencer Tearing, who has a YouTube channel, and he just put out a video about making interest on your crypto using three different platforms, Nexo, BlockFi, and Celsius. Basically, you give them your crypto, and they loan it out, and you earn interest on it. Remember, not your keys, not your coins. We talk about that a little bit. And also remember that this is not staking as well. This is loaning your crypto, not staking your crypto. Anyway, we'll get into that conversation. We talk all about that right now. Thank you very much for having me, mate. It's, it's great to see you. It's been a long time. 100%, man. I saw your content that you're putting out and you put out something the other day that I was like, we need to talk about this. And that is putting up your crypto for collateral. Look, some of these companies, you're getting 12% back 
crypto, which is insane. But first, before we even get into those companies and get into that percentage or, or that ROI, return on investment, tell me, what is it to stake or put up your crypto for collateral? Okay, so you've got two different ways to earn interest on your on your, um, on your cryptocurrency. First is obviously the staking, which is a separate thing to what we're discussing today. So that's that's one way of doing it. Um, and there's a few currencies that you can do that on, like uh, Polkadot, uh, Ethereum, with Ethereum 2 that's coming up, and a number of other ones you can do. But today we're talking about the way you're putting crypto up for collateral, so people can basically make loans against your, um, against your crypto. So there's two different benefits to it. The first is that you're able to loan against your crypto. And I actually see that in the future as being of something that's it's it's basically the end game for what we're doing with the whole cryptocurrency market. You know, I think in the future, everyone will have a certain amount of Bitcoin or not everyone or some people will have a certain amount of Bitcoin like they own a house and they will use that Bitcoin to buy things that they need. They'll use it as collateral. So you might even hold it at the at the bank and they will use that to give you a better mortgage or this kind of thing. So. This, um, that's the first stage of what you're doing. The second stage is that you can actually earn interest on the, your uh, Bitcoin instead. So you can either borrow against it or you can just leave it in there and let them borrow against it. That's what I'm doing at the moment. I'm earning the interest against my Bitcoin. I'm not, I'm not leveraging and borrowing against it um, because uh, I, I just don't see, I don't want to do that at the moment. I'm more interested in earning on the, on the Bitcoin. But there is risks associated. It's not like free money. There's, there's no such thing as a free ride. There is a big risk, which is, once you deposit your Bitcoin or your Ethereum or whatever crypto it is you're doing, because they do a number of different, they do a number of different coins, you're no longer in control of that crypto. It's not in your wallet. It's on their platform. And if they go bust or they get hacked or something goes wrong with their platform, you know, they a bad employee that decides to take down the platform or something like this, you know, obviously you lose your crypto. It's gone. And there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. So these are big risks you have to consider. Now, some of the platforms have got insurance. I think uh, Nexo have, uh, they use third-party custodians. Let's go, uh, let's go into the have... platforms in one second. But first, I just want to clarify that there's two different things. And I just want the listeners to understand that there's two different things. One, there's staking, which is not collateralizing your crypto or earning interest on your crypto. That is a totally different process. And the other one so, is collateralizing your crypto, correct? Yeah. And when you take your crypto, you put it into one of these companies and you have them hold your crypto for you. So not your keys, not your coins. You said that there's a risk there and they use their crypto at whatever, however they want, but they give you interest because they're holding your crypto. Is that correct? Correct. So they'll be loaning against it and lending it out to their customers. But it's basically like, I mean, it is an unsecured loan. So you are basically giving away $100,000 or $10,000 or $1,000, however much crypto you've got, you're giving to them to basically lend out. So you've got to make sure that these companies are trustworthy. So who, what are these companies? This is a perfect segue to tell me what are like, say, three companies that are doing this right now that you have personally used? Um, Nexo, BlockFi and Celsius are the three main ones that I, I use. I've done a lot of research on it and that, that I mean, I've quite a bit of money in all three of those platforms. My favorite one is Nexo, um, mainly because they're more upfront about their um, insurance policies that they have with Bitco. Um, they have a hundred million dollar uh, insurance against um, negligence and getting hacked and this kind of thing. Now, these companies are getting bigger and bigger. They're becoming kind of like banks and almost like, if you'd go back like five years ago or when we had like the Mt. Gox hack and everything collapsed because that got hacked. And back in those days, it was more cowboy. Now we're getting very, these companies are becoming big institutions. You've got Coinbase who are about to go public. They, they basically can't afford to fail. So it's their business to be, 
secure with what they're doing. Is there a differentiation between the, those three companies, Nexo, BlackFi, and Celsius? Again, these are companies that you put your crypto in and you can earn interest off. Is there any differentiation that you think that is notable for the listener? Yes. Um, Nexo, the big thing the Nexo do that I like, they pay out daily. So you're if you're getting paid uh, interest on your crypto, you get uh, that interest paid daily. And you can actually, so you get basically getting compound on it. So they, they quote, I think you get 6% if you're paid in Bitcoin, but you have to hold a certain amount of their native currency, which is called the Nexo coin. You have to hold up to 10% of that in your wallet. Uh, and then you get you basically get 6%. And actually you can get 8% if you get paid in Nexo. And the Nexo token has gone from about 15 cents to $1 over the last two months. It's absolutely, it's, it's blown up that platform. So it's done really good. Um, I would say the cheapest one to loan, if you're looking to loan money against your crypto, um, basically leverage uh, is Celsius. They're doing, like, depending on the amount of collateral you, you use. So if you're only taking 25% against your amount of crypto you have in there, you, I think it's only 1% or 2% that you're paying, which is very, very cheap in comparison to BlockFi and uh, Nexo, which are more like 6%. Now they do both crypto and stable coins. They pay higher on stable coins. I think it's more like 10 to 12% on the, on the stable coins. Um, and you'd have to look at the platforms to get their current rates. But personally, I in a, we're in a big bull run. I mean, I'm almost certain that Bitcoin is going to be three to four X what it is in the next in the next year or so. Why would you want to hold a st- stable coin in, in this period? Uh, you know, you just wouldn't. I'd be mad. You'd be mad to do it, in my opinion. So I'm just with the Bitcoin. 100 percent. Spencer, you also have a YouTube talking about this in depth. You might just uh, tell me where people could find you. Yes, they can search me online. Just um, Spencer Taring. Just search for my name. Um, you might find some music. So I used to be a DJ. That's how that's how we met long back in the days. Um, but now I've have to actually start to use my brain to, to make money. So um, I'm doing a YouTube channel, which I'm <laughs> which I'm launching. I'm just doing content about crypto and money and just basically my experience because I had a bit of experience in IT a long time ago. I sold a quite big business in 2012. So I've got quite a bit of background in IT and that's what got me into the crypto. So I thought I'm here in Bali, coronavirus lockdown, might as well do some YouTube content. Other side question, this was not in our outline just because I think it might be interesting for people. And I just remembered it right now. You were Bitcoin mining while in China, if I remember correctly. Can you just tell me one, how did you get into Bitcoin mining? Two, what what were you using at the time? Were you using ASICs or were you still at GPUs? And what year was that? 2014 and coming into 2015, I started mining Ethereum. So we were using GPUs. And I already kind of, I'd built data centers before. So I'd built loads of computers. I knew what I was doing, um, building them up. It was just kind of fun projects. So I thought I'd try a couple of GPUs and I did them at home and it started making money. I was like, hold on a second, this is, this is really quite interesting. So I leveraged up and by, before the end of the year, I basically had about 20 mining rigs in my little apartment in Shanghai. And every time we'd have a, every time a girl would come over, she'd be like, what, what is going on here? Like, just, <laughs> and I'm like, that's the sound of money, making money. It was a really great project. And I actually leveraged that up and we built a huge um, mining farm with 5,000 GPUs in 2017. Wow. Yeah, it did really well until 2018, obviously a big crash and then it became, wasn't economic to run anymore. And then I also did quite a lot of Bitcoin miners. We bought the, um, the S9s and the S9Is and S9Ks and we had them located in um, some mining farms in Sichuan, right on the hydroelectric plant. So I went out to visit them. It was like a three-day trek to get there and a flight, another flight, a car drive, a walk up the mountain, super loca- um, remote locations, but very interesting project to do. And still, again, on the, on the script, because 
why not? What is it about Bitcoin that made you, one, get take interest, two, start mining, besides the money, obviously, but there must be something about the ethos. I'm a little bit of a anarchist, I think. You know, I believe in kind of like this, the collapse of society is, you know, inevitable. You know, you see like, uh, I, I read a lot about how you know, Rome got very big and then collapsed and all the different societies, they all come up, they come to a precipice and they all collapse. And I think that Bitcoin is just, it's so profound and so romantic in its idea that there's no longer like a government that's involved in this platform that I just, you know, I had to get involved in it. And I'm kind of sad. I didn't know about it earlier because when I was doing my business in, um, Are we all? In, yeah, well, that's how I feel. when I was doing my business, I had a data center and I didn't sell it to 2012. I had thousands and thousands of computers. And actually I asked my business partner about it in 2016. I was like, Oh yeah, I, I was mining a few bitcoins with my CPU in 2010. I was like, well, where are they? He goes, oh, I lost all the keys. And I was just, yeah, so I don't know how many he mined, but I don't think he thinks about it because he's, he's loaded anyway. So yeah, that's what got me into it. Because I am I think it's very romantic, the whole the whole concept and just and, and beautiful. I think it's such an amazing, like uh, social experiment to see whether whether humanity is ready for this kind of, uh, this kind of system. You never know, human nature might cause it all to fail, but we all hold out help, hope for it, don't we? Well, if you guys wanna know more about staking or collateralizing your crypto, and wanna hear more about Spencer Tearing's anarchist leanings, <laughs> go over to his YouTube <laughs> channel. Link is in the description. Hey, Spencer, thank you very much for coming on and it's good to see you, brother. It's been a great pleasure. Thanks very much, mate. And in other news, in November of 2020, PayPal enabled its cryptocurrency purchases. Basically, you can log into PayPal and directly from PayPal buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, Bitcoin Cash, or Litecoin. And later this year, PayPal wants to allow purchases with cryptocurrencies. Basically, you can use your Bitcoin to buy at different PayPal sites or places that accept PayPal and they'll convert to cash. I don't know how the back end of it is, but you can use crypto for purchases later this year. Well, the company reported today that crypto helped with their user retention. Basically, customers who purchase cryptocurrency have been logging into PayPal at two times the rate as they were before purchasing cryptocurrency. So, not only did they win by supporting cryptocurrency, not only are they getting crypto payments, not only are they getting money because they're buying Bitcoin through their platform, now they're getting customer retention and customer loyalty because they have crypto with PayPal. It's a win-win, win-win. By the way, check out their stock price it's mooning the u.s hasn't been clear about how gains from stake tokens are taxed most countries tax policies aren't set up to address it congress commissioned a report from the library of congress on countries tax policies toward mined and staked tokens the report shows most of the surveyed countries do not have specific guidelines for proof of stake currencies congressional blockchain caucus co-chair tom emmer sees a chance for the u.s to lead in digital asset tax policy Cryptocurrency is not just for Gen X and Millennials. It's also for YouTube boomers. Boomers. Buy Bitcoin. An upstart crypto exchange, River Financial, today launched a mobile platform for iOS. It wants to make buying crypto easier for clients age over 50. Is that actually boomer? I think actually it's still Gen X. Boomers are still like in 60s, 70s, I think. Anyway, I'm not going to split hairs here, but good for them. River Financial says it's a conventional bank, but with crypto. Making it easy for the boomers. Bitcoin's price is initially targeting $50,000, according to Mike McGlone, a Bloomberg analyst. According to Bloomberg's crypto outlook, $20,000 is the extreme downside for Bitcoin and will only be revisited in case of a black swan event. By the end of 2020, Bitcoin has become less risky than the Dow, it states. 
Ethereum is sitting comfortably above $1,000, but still depends on Bitcoin's performance. And finally, only two days and only two days, Elon Musk had a sobering realization that his tweets could influence the price of crypto. And he said, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. He tweets out, Dogecoin is the people's coin. No highs, no lows, only Doge. And I am become meme destroyer of shorts. Elon Musk, what, what are you doing, bro? Well, I know what he's doing. He pumped the price of Dogecoin back up to over five cents, where it's sitting there right now, up 48% from yesterday. <sighs> Guys, Dogecoin is a meme coin. It's a joke coin. Even the founders of Dogecoin says it's a joke coin. I mean, great. You never know. It's number 12 market cap, so apparently people like Dogecoin. The people have spoken. You can't control the market. You can't control what's going to win in the market. Maybe Dogecoin is the winner in the market. Maybe she just got to accept it, but come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Got a text this morning from my friend. He said, just bought 3,000 Dogecoin. Ha, ha, ha. Ah, good luck with that, bro. <laughs> Seriously, good luck with that. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Please go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment. It helps us stay visible. And I read all the comments. If you're in the UK, the US, the EU, Australia, anywhere in Africa or South America, I eventually get onto those iTunes and read the comments. I appreciate it. I read the comments every day. It takes a long time to get to your country sometimes. Because manually, you have to go and pick the country. You just can't search all the comments from one podcast at all the countries. But I do read them all, and I want to say thank you very much. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling. <laughs>